We got a lot to teach today. I gave you some notes and some note paper. And the desire is that you will fill in the blanks where you, they need to be filled in. You will take notes on something that might have caught your attention that I, that I might not have put in the notes to fill in. And this is a very, very important subject. And so uh, before I get started, I know that people are looking at it and they're going, he is always talking about the money. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, and I, I say, no, 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 no. Um, but you, but you do like it warm <laughs> when it's cold outside. Amen. Amen. I am having it. And I'm going to show you how powerful this is, is that I am literally having an attack on my iPad. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might need my MacBook. I might need the MacBook. Let's see here. Yeah. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, I think so. Anyway, let's look for that one. Yeah, there we go. Satan's against this one. You hear me? And I'm going to tell you why Satan is against any type of teaching about finances. It's because he understands that if he can punk you out when it comes to giving, you will never have what you should. Amen. Can we turn me down a little bit? I Satan is against this teaching right here. And this is why you should take this one the most serious. Amen? Amen. Today we're going to come to the subtopic. And, we, and we're having all types of technical difficulties. Let me tell you something. The screens ain't working today. Amen? Satan does not want you to hear this teaching right here. And I want you to understand something. This is such an important teaching that I did not leave it up to my own brain faculties. I began to research what other great men and women of God had to say about this, this, uh, about this subject. And so, and so I don't want, I don't want to sit here and claim this whole sermon is mine because it's not, uh, but I love you enough to get out of the way and find something more powerful when you need to understand it. Amen. All right. Today, we're going to talk about consecrating the money. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I posted about members not being in good standing. And, and there was some offense taken by a few people from what I said. And, and, and what I thought interesting was, that was interesting was, uh, the only people who were mad were the people who were not in good standing. Amen. And, 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 and that's deep to me because uh, what that lets me know is you don't get it. It lets me know that you don't get it. And, and the thing is, many, uh, many of the people who don't give of their money, they also don't give of their time. They, they show up, they're on the page, but they don't, they don't give of themselves, nor do they give of their finances. And I can't lie, because it, it, it leaves me perplexed, it leaves me stumped confused even sometimes uh, you know at how people can get offended about me saying you are not in good standing because of a bevy of reasons it, it blows my mind and yes one of those reasons is due is is that you do not give financially nor of your time and the thing is that some of the people in this ministry have been with us for years but still do not tithe regularly it's amazing to me uh, if I 
am in a family. And some of that family isn't eating right. They don't have everything that they need. And I see my family in constant struggle. There's no way that I could hit the barbershop and feel at ease. There's no way that I could hit the malls and feel at ease. There's no way that I could actually roll my car up into the car wash and, 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 and wash it and clean it out and, and feel like a man knowing that I've got family somewhere <laughs> that ain't doing well. Amen. Watch this. Family that's good family. They good people but they're not doing well. Ain't, ain't, ain't no way I could be okay with that. Not for years. So today I want to talk about consecrating the money. I believe in teaching. I believe that once you know something, it leaves you without excuse. And I understand that, that, that a lot of uh, people may be ignorant when it comes to tithing. Now, 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 I have said this before. Don't be offended by the word ignorant. That simply means you lack knowledge on a certain subject. But, but, but here's the good news. Ignorance can always be remedied through knowledge. I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant to brain surgery. I'm ignorant to rocket science. Truth be told, I'm ignorant to changing brakes on a car. You understand what I'm saying to you. I don't feel any less about myself. I just understand what I have knowledge on and what I don't. You understand what I'm saying to you? And I know some of you might be saying right there, you could, you, I could teach you how to change the brakes. Well, I could have been taught how to change the brakes a lot of times. I didn't want to be. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? Could you imagine understanding who you are to the point to where you say, no, no, I'm not going to learn a whole lot about hard labor, and I don't knock hard labor. I bless God for every person that, that rocks with hard labor that's built like that. But I always understood that that was not my lane. You understand what I'm saying to you? Uh, you know, you know, you you got people who who are architects and they 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 design and build beautiful buildings and, and it's their call. You've got people that can take a heart out of a human and put another human of an, uh, another heart of another human in that heart and. <laughs> And, and that, that's their call. You see people that you can walk into a beauty salon or a barber shop and you can walk in jacked up and walk out looking like something. That's their call. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so, and so, and so I, I never thought, uh, uh, and I went against my call one time. Uh, uh, I, uh, uh, Nazir's mother and I were together and I said, you know what, this game is getting tricky. I can't trust these cats in it. I think I'm going to find me a job. But you know, I make money so I can't just go get any kind of job. I need a job to pay money. And my child's mother said, guess what, my stepfather, he works in concrete. And if you know something about concrete, it pay you good. And I said, you know what, hook me up. And, and, and Brother JR gave me a job and we was up at 5 in the morning. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but, but I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there, and, 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 and we would get in the pickup truck that, that you know, that, that, that stunk, and, and it, you know, and, whoa, hold on, brother, this T-shirt costs $35, you got oil on the door, what's wrong with you, you know, all, and, then, and, then, and then we got to the place to where you had to do the work, and they just said something as simplistic as, I just need you to grab that bag right there, concrete, and bring it over here, and I went over and said, oh, this is $15, $20 an hour for <laughs> I worked in concrete for two days. You remember that? I worked in concrete for two days on the third day. Lord, have mercy. I was nothing like Jesus. What do you mean, Pastor? I did not rise. 
Visha said, it's time for work. I said, no, it ain't. I'm, I'm back in the game. Um, I understood quickly that was not my, that was not my lane. And so, and so the point of teaching is to know for sure that you understand the principles of tithing that we follow here at the Unity Worship Center. Because, because we got a whole lot of theologians out there that, you know, I, I don't believe that. And you don't really have to tithe. like. And, and it amazes me some of these cats that went back on things that they taught for 30 years. And now that they, they've come into a revelation uh, that all of a sudden now they don't want to teach it like that no more. And everybody who goes by what he used to teach is wrong. You taught it, stupid. And I got a problem with that because they make the people feel like who, who, who say, no, 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 that resides in my spirit. That sits well in my spirit. I'm not going to change that. The, I, I believe you heard from the Lord when you heard that. And I'm not going to change that just because you found, watch this, another way to pimp people. So some of these, some of these, some of these uh, churches don't take offerings, and they they got stuff out in the front for you to just to handle it. And they say because we trust you, but the reality is, what what it's a play on your emotions because because my pastor know I'm mature. He ain't even got to talk about it. Let me get just a little bit more. That's why I ain't got no pastoral friends. I'd be exploiting the madness. So there's a way that we follow it here at the Unity Worship Center. I don't care what happens across town. I don't care what such and such bishop who you know who and, and doctor them too has to say. There's a way we do things here. We have our own DNA here. And so I want to teach some sound principles, biblical principles, and, and, and not for the ones that don't tithe, not just for the ones that don't tithe, but particularly for the ones that do. And, and you've heard me share this sermon before, but, but, but as I was dealing with consecration, God said, you, 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 got, you talking about you're going to consecrate, you're going to talk about uh, what consecration is, you're going to talk about consecrated people, don't you think they need to consecrate the money? And so, and, so, and so it's not just for the people that don't tithe, but this teaching is for those that do so that you can get the full benefit of tithing. See, a lot of times we do things without any knowledge of why we do it. But, but you say, okay, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do, but you don't understand the reason behind it. And as a consequence, you don't get the full blessing because you lack understanding. And the Bible says with all you're getting, get an understanding. Hold up. Wait a minute. I'm talking now to the tithers. It's not enough that you give. I want you to understand why you give. See, most preachers don't care why you give. They just care that you give. But I don't think that you should do something that you can't explain. We, we have enough people coming up against us, coming up against the faith all the time, and the things that come with the faith all the time. You got to be able to explain every move that you move in concerning the church. And I believe this with some things they can be preached, but, but some things need to be taught in order to get breakthrough that you're searching for. I do believe, I do believe God is supposed to bless his people. I believe that God is supposed to bless his people. I, I, I just cannot believe that the enemy would be better to me in sin than God would be to me in salvation. I just have a problem with believing that. I think, I think that's one of the things that when brothers come out of the streets, excuse me, brothers and sisters come out of the street or come out of the world, that they need to realize is that God, God has to be better to you in salvation than, he, than Satan was to you in sin. So, so, some of you are married 
and you're married to the best person that you ever had because everybody that you had before that one was somebody from the world. Y'all ain't hearing me in here. And, 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 and you're silly enough to get frustrated because, because they don't dress like that or they don't wear their hair like that or they don't, they don't rock like that. Let me tell you something. I'm talking about me. You understand what I'm saying to you? And then all of a sudden, God told me one day, he said, if I wanted you with, if I wanted you with the, I'd have let you be there. But, but, but some of you, watch this single people, some, some of you are looking for what ain't yours. So, so some of you are looking for, for, for the, for the, for the six-pack, but God's got tag connected to your destiny. <laughs> see, see, when you, when you get older and, and when you've been through some things, you, you stop caring about what folk look like. You just want to know how they're going to treat you right. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that God should be better to you than salvation than Satan was to you in sin. So anything that you had in sin, I believe that God can give you better in salvation. And, and yet it's been very hard uh, to balance this issue because the church tends to either, uh, you know, uh, you know we, we either go to one extreme or the other when it comes to talking about or in terms of blessings. We, we, we get so caught up talking about blessings that, that we start measuring how blessed we are by how much we have. And, 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 if, and, and I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that's biblical, and, and I don't believe that I have to drive around, uh, you know, in a fancy car to prove that I believe God. I, I don't believe that. Amen? Now, some of you say, well, Pastor, we know you. You like fancy cars, but that don't have nothing to do with my belief in God. You understand what I'm saying to you? And it don't make me wretched. It don't make me a pimp. It don't make me a game player because I like nice things. I like nice things when I was in the world. So you better believe I'm going to not. And I'm, I'm with the coldest giver of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a right to like nice things. You have a right to like nice things just as long as you don't allow those nice things to become your God. Amen. So I don't, I, don't, I don't think that it's fair to say when I have, if, if I have problems or you have problems with your children uh, that, that you don't have faith. Or because my home may not be as big as yours, uh, that means that, that I must be slipping in God. You understand what I'm saying to you? The, the, the apostles never lived in much of a house and, and they had all kinds of faith. They, they, they were raising the dead and, and healing folk and all of that and, and they didn't ride on the best horses. They simply believed. Now, 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 what I want you to first understand is that God is not going to pour wine into new skins. He's not, I'm sorry, he's not going to pour wine into old skins simply because the old skins can't hold them. So there has to be a change in the old skins so that God can bless you. So, so what are you saying to me, Pastor? There's going to have to be some changing in your thought process if you are really hoping to receive what it is that God has for you. I'm going to be very basic uh, today, and the reason why uh, for the notes and the fill in the blanks and the things of that nature is, is to be sure that, that, that you get this, not just for the church, but for you. This is a principle that, that none of us can afford to not understand. So, so again, it, it will be very simplistic, and I pray that when I'm done, you will have a different outlook on tithing and giving, and it will be a blessing to you. First question is, why the tithe? Why the tithe? 
Now, 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 I know that it seems like a very simple question, which, which you wouldn't believe, though, how many people actually don't understand what the tithe is. And, and that's okay, because everybody wasn't brought up in the church, amen? And, 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 so, and, so, and so what we want to do is make sure everybody leaves here knowing what the tithe is today. Simply stated, your, the working definition for, for, for the Unity Worship Center uh, is your tithe is a tenth of your gross income. A tithe is a tenth of your gross income. A tenth of your gross income. That is considered an opportunity for you to worship God through obedience to his word by setting it aside as holy unto him. That is considered an opportunity for you to worship God through obedience to his word by setting aside what is holy unto him. And, and in the early Bible days, it went uh, far beyond money. They, they, they didn't always deal with money they, uh, as commerce they, they, because they were dealing with crops and they were dealing with cattle and oxen and such. And so, and so if you had 10 oxen born to you, you would give one to God. If you had 10 bushels of corn, one belonged to God. So, so, it wasn't, it, so it was a tenth of whatever was taken in the gross income and it was set aside and it was considered holy unto the Lord. Okay? And, and I want to talk about real quickly about what it means for something to be holy unto the Lord. Now, now, now when I think holy unto the Lord, I, you know, myself, I, I used to think of clean. But actually... When the Bible talks about holy unto the Lord, it means consecrated. It means consecrated. It, it means that it is set aside. And, and when something is holy unto the Lord, it means that God has exclusivity over it. It's exclusive to God. No one else can have it. So, so when he says holy unto the Lord, that thing is set aside for the Lord, consecrated. It is exclusively for God's use. That, 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 that's why we call matrimony holy matrimony. It, it's not so much it's pointing to the cleanliness of marriage uh, as it is the consecration of marriage. And, and it means that I am set aside to this person and they are set aside to me. And together we are set aside for God. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and, so, and so in the Bible days, when something was consecrated, it belonged to God. And God takes what's his very seriously. I need you to understand this. God takes what's his very seriously. So serious that you remember in the book of Acts chapter 9, and Saul was walking down the street called Straight, uh, headed to Dam on the Damascus Road. And, 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 and uh, 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 he, this, this, this light shone, and, it was this, and, and, the, and, and his people fell to the ground, and, and Saul fell to the ground. And Jesus said, Lord, Lord. I mean, Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Hold on, hold on. Jesus is dead. Jesus died, supposedly is dead. Supposedly, you know, it's no more Jesus. And, 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 and Jesus said, but why are you persecuting me? 
See, see, he took it so seriously that, that, that he didn't say, why are you persecuting my people? He, because on the strength that you're persecuting my people, you are actually persecuting me. God takes what's his seriously. My wife, may she rest in peace and God be happy with her. Uh, one day I remember someone, someone was, was uh, killed uh, and they had done something to me. And, and uh, 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 they were killed. And, and it, this was about the third or fourth incident that something like this had went down. And my wife said to me, I'll never forget, she said, Kim said, she said, uh, uh, well, God don't play about you. Hold on. She didn't even know she was talking about scripture because uh, for he, he, he exemplified his love for us that while we were still in sin, he died for. You, you understand? I, I had a God that was handling business. You understand what I'm saying to you? I, I had some people who had murder on their mind when it came to me. And somehow, some way, it seemed like everybody who was tripping got dealt with. I wasn't even studying God. But God was saying he's got destiny. I got to protect him from his stupid self. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> and, so, and so I want you to get this. He takes what's his seriously. And I think sometimes we teach in such a condemning way that we don't give people a chance to get enlightened and an enlightened understanding of what tithing means and what it's supposed to do. So, so the tithe is to be holy unto the Lord so so holy unto the Lord that there are scriptures there, there are so many scriptures that I'm not going to deal with all of them today but just know that God talks way more about money than he does anything else in the Bible that you might find important yeah the things that you find you might find important God talks far more about money in scriptures I didn't say that he talks about that the most you understand what I'm saying to you? In fact, God is so serious about his tithe that if you were to use his tithe, he wants interest, according to scripture, on his money. That's the word. So, so it's not just pay it back. It's pay it back with interest. Why? Why, why does, he need, does he need the money? No. But he wants to emphasize to you that that is mine. And if you borrowed it, you borrowed something that was mine. And, and I want to drive home to you that that was not yours. It was mine. He wants you to know that the tithe was not yours. And God takes that so seriously that when they stopped bringing him the tithe, he said they robbed him. That's how serious, that's how serious this thing is. And so you got to be careful of these Facebook theologians that want to tell you all the church wants is your money. You know what I'm about to say that? The, the church wants your soul. Burger King wants your money. Man, you better stop listening to everybody when it comes to church and the things of God. He, 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 he was so disrespected when they stopped bringing the tithe, he said they robbed. Now, you might not understand the seriousness of being robbed if you've never been robbed. Lord, have mercy. You, 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 you don't really know what it feels like to have a pistol in your face and one in your back and somebody takes something from you that is yours that you worked hard for. You don't really understand. See, 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 in the streets, I used to, if I was anything, I, I hated a robber more than a rat. 
I hated a robber more than a rat. See, 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 because, because, because I'm going to get out after the rat. But if anything goes wrong, I can die in the robbery. You see. He takes it so seriously, he says they rob me. Lord, have mercy. This has nothing to do with the pastor. I need you to understand that. Tithing has nothing to do with the pastor. It has nothing to do with the church. It has nothing to do with where the funds are going. It has something to do with an act of worship between you and God. It is personal. If somebody is abusing the funds, God is going to judge them. You ain't got to worry about that. You still going to get your blessing because you did it as holy unto God. See, 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 the money can get tricked off. But God's such a blesser that he didn't need the money to bless you in the first place. Lord, have mercy. By the same token, Lord, have mercy. By the same token, it gives me a sense of comfort to be in a ministry where the funds have accountability. Because I prefer to sow in good ground. Amen. And, and, and I prefer to be led by somebody who, who has some sound principles because the anointing that falls on the head is going to fall all the way down to the congregation. And, and to be honest with you and very transparent with you, I, 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 you know, I have to say a lot of clergy don't really know what to do with money. And it's not that they are wicked. It's not that they are corrupt. It's not that they are foul. You know, they're people of God. They love the Lord. They're do it is important to see people saved. And, but, but what's scarier than that is, is that some of those pastors don't know how, they don't know how to handle money and, and don't have the courage to appoint those that do know how to handle the money. See, 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 my, my, my board, I'm pretty sure they think, I don't know what I'm doing with money. I'm pretty sure they think that. But it's, it's really not the case. It's just money never meant nothing to me because I always had it. When I got it, when I began to get it, I always had it, and it, did, it just didn't mean to me what it meant to most people. And, 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 and I'm sorry, but I think sometimes coming from where I come from plays as a positive over, uh, say, the third and fourth generation preacher. Because I read the scriptures and I believe what God says. If, if, if I got a God that's got a thousand cattle on a hill, Lord, have mercy. Don't keep talking to me about budget. Don't keep talking to me about what we ain't got. My God said, all the needs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and as the head of the church, you know, God put me the shepherd of this body. When we need something, it might not be a need to the people on my board, but it's a need to me because he gave me the vision. So it, it aches in my soul. You know, I don't, y'all know, the ones on my board know, I don't let it go till I get what I want, amen? And it's not because I'm spoiled. Shut up. It's not because I'm spoiled. <laughs> it's because I can't let it go. I don't have any desire to be like anybody else. I don't, I don't think that I'm in a lane that I don't belong in. The problem is I feel like most times people aren't in lane with me that they belong in so that, because they see it like I see it. You see what I'm saying to you? I ain't, I ain't scared. I just ain't scared. He, he didn't, you know, it's, this fear is not of the Lord. Amen? 
I came up on the principle, blow it all. Let's see how it shake back. I came up on that principle. You understand what I'm saying to you? Let's trust him on it. See what happens. Let's trust him on it and see what happens. In fact, didn't he say in scripture, try me? <laughs> he said, try me now and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you not have room enough to receive. God said, try him. So why wouldn't we try him? But since they say, uh, they say I'm a little happy with the money, I'll spend it. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up a vote to spend it quick. <laughs> got me a board, amen. So y'all ain't never got to worry about something's going where it ain't supposed to go because we, we got a board that, that they try to tell me no often. Yeah. They, they, they awesome. Put your hands together for the unity board, amen. They sit in the cup with me, baby. I know they go home and go, Jesus, are you sure? <laughs> and, and since I know that I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there and see how it shaped back, we, we got a board that won't let me throw it out there like that, right? Amen? So, so in other words, what I'm telling you is don't trip. There's accountability at the Unity Worship Center about where your funds are going. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 see you see the pastor get the money, the tithing basket if it's sitting on his desk, you need to be concerned about that. You see the pastor at the bank and he's the one making the deposits, you might want to be concerned about that. I'm not saying that they're stealing or that something ain't right. I'm just saying that at that moment the good is being evil spoken of. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah. Y'all see me in the bank, and I got a, a community trust money bag, and I said, I'm just here making the deposits. Y'all supposed to feel some type of way about that. Yeah, yeah. It ain't that I might be stealing, but you want to be above reproach. I, I don't want to give you no reason not to believe that I'm God's man and called to pastor you. You understand? So, 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 so what happens is, when people want to appoint people to handle the money, uh, is ignorance perpetuates itself like a generational curse. Because like Moses, like Joshua, you cannot lead people where you've not been. And, and I maintain that Moses' struggle with getting people into the promised land was that he had never been there himself. Joshua was able to take them all the way uh, across into the promised land because he had seen it. He'd been there. Moses had been in the wilderness, and it's very difficult. I want you to write this down. It's very difficult to lead people far beyond your experience. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. To, this is why you see so many, and I'm not knocking anybody, but this is why you see so many ministries like that was in this spot 10 years ago, in this spot 10 years later, and it's not necessarily because the people are hard-headed or they're not down or this, that, and the other. It, it's got a lot to do with, with the pastor doesn't have vision. And he, can't, he can only lead as far as he is because that's, that's as far as he's ever been. You see what I'm saying to you? So, so when, I say, when I say before this thing is over, we're going to have about 5,000 members. All y'all can in here can look at me silly. You, you, 5,000, we've been struggling to get 100 for seven years. You can look at me silly. But see, what they don't understand was I took a $50 piece. And I bought homes. I bought cars. 
you understand, it went further than $50. It began to be $78,000 in homes. So when I sit here and I'm looking at that, that not even half of the sanctuary is full, I can sit back and go, but we're going to have 5000 because I believe that. And, and the problem, the re, and the reason why we ain't got 300 is because the, 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 the 80 that we got ain't believe that. Too busy complaining about what they don't like about the church instead of getting their hands dirty and doing something about what it is that they don't like. Lord, have mercy. Let me give you some, some Bible so that y'all can say this is a sermon. Leviticus 27, uh, verses 30 through 33, I believe it's on your paper. Uh, isn't that prophetic that the Lord had me putting scriptures on paper, but the screens wouldn't work? And I didn't know that the screens wasn't going to work until, until, what, 10 minutes before I walked out the thing. Kim said, it's over. It just ain't going to work. You understand? But the Lord, Jehovah Jireh, a provider, always got a ram in the bush. I didn't know the screens wasn't going to work. But let me show you what he says. Leviticus 27, uh, verses 30 through 33. Uh, and, and, and what it is, is I want you to have a firm foundation under you. I don't want you to do anything that you cannot explain. This will wolf-proof you. If you can't explain it, you shouldn't be doing it. And it says, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Whoever would redeem any of their tithe, check this out, must add a what? A fifth of the value to it. And, 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 and so, so are you hearing what I'm saying to you? A fifth to it. And, and that's around 20%. God wants interest on his money. And, and what I need you to understand, please, please do, not, do not think for a minute that you are helping God out. Ernie, I'm going to be a minute. You can have a seat. Because this is, this is going to be a long verse reading. Praise God. I don't want you to think, I don't want you to think that you are helping God out. A lot of people come down here and uh, better be glad I gave anything. <laughs> like kingdom, like the kingdom's lights they ain't going to get paid because you didn't give. Because let me say something. If, if, if you would just think about it for a minute, whatever you have, he gave it to you. Amen. So, so, so there is a lesson to be learned here. If you don't have any money and I come along, and, 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 and I give you $20, but tell you that you got to give me two. Two of that belongs to me. When you give me the $2, don't, don't, don't act like you've enriched me because I gave you the 20 Don't Don't act like you did something for me. I gave you the 20 You You see what I'm saying to you? So, so, so when you give God the 2 out of the 20 obviously he doesn't need it. He doesn't need the two, so what he's doing is teaching you some principles and aligning you into a place of where you can be blessed. Let, let, let me tell you something. One thing God had to do for me when I first started out, you remember when we first started out in ministry, uh, he had to show me that God didn't need, that, that, that I didn't need anybody but God for what he had called me to. I, I remember when we first started Grove Temple, and, and, and we, didn't have, we didn't have two nickels to rub together. And, and one day, this couple joined joined the church, and, and, uh, and man, I'm talking about, they was well-to-do, and, um, man, we, we, I think I cried on the way home, didn't I? I said, oh, God, because, you know, we was paying light bills. We was paying the rent on the church and the gas and our bills, not to mention, you know, you had the people to come in that, that need something, amen? 
And so, and so their tithe basically paid the bills. Shamika's laughing. She remembers all of this. They tithe basically paid the bills. And, and one day I got a call that they wanted to meet. And, and we met, and they was letting me know that they was leaving uh, Growth Temple, and I was devastated at first. All alone on a Sunday morning, outside I hear the rain is falling. I'm talking about I'm depressed. I need medicine. It is crazy. What are we going to do? <laughs> I, was de- I was devastated. And, 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 and Miriam was saying crazy stuff like, don't worry about it. God will make a way. Shut up. Don't nobody feel like being holy right now. They left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, 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 but it wasn't long after that, watch this, that we were able to buy a new carpet and paint the place, and we did that with less money coming in. We didn't have nobody new. We didn't have no, no onslaught of new members. But somehow, some way, we came up with some more money, and we was able to put new carpet in. We was able to, to paint the place. We did less with what was than we, we did more with less coming in. And 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 and, and watch this. I, I want you to trip. I, it trips me out when I think about this. God showed me that He didn't need people. All he needed was me to believe in him. He showed me that I didn't need people. All I had to do was believe in him. I, I remember it was so bad that Shamika Body, yeah, Shamika Body would say, I'm, she called, she was crying. You remember that, man? She said, I'm going to go get another job. <laughs> and I'm going to give the growth temple the whole check because <laughs> I don't want it to close. God will send you people that you can't take them up on their proposition because it would be too hard for them, but it would give you enough confidence to say, if you believe in us like that, surely I can soldier on. You understand what I'm saying to you? Lord, have mercy. And, 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 and they had to leave because as soon as they left, God was shooting provision our way. And, and, and I'll tell you something. It was a different type of attack when, when we got to unity because just about everybody left. We went from 288 people on the first service to about the fourth service. It was about 40 of us. Everybody left. And and for seven years, uh, six and a half years, six years, I stressed myself out trying to figure out how we was going to pay this and and how we was going to come up with that. And then one night God said, didn't I tell you to trust me? And, and as soon as I got that revelation, some of you will remember it. Uh, a few of you will remember it for sure because I went into our board meeting and I said, I know we don't have it, but I want it. God said, didn't I say trust me? And I went right upstairs. I said, I got two mentalities today. One, I know we don't got it. Two, I want it anyway. We need it anyway. And let me tell you what they done. Let me tell you what faith in God. Let me tell you what courage in God done. You understand what I'm saying to you? Lord, have mercy. Uh, 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 two weeks later, we had all new sound equipment. A, 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 week, after that, we, a, a week after that, we had a, a $5,000 keyboard. Y'all understand what I'm saying to you? See, 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 some of you have not because you ask not. 
And then when you ask for it, you're asking for the wrong reasons. I, I, I didn't want this thing so y'all could, so, so, so that y'all could see, you know, I got, I got one of them Billy D. Williams. I didn't, I didn't ask for this for that. I asked for this so that you could get the word clearer. I asked for this so that when the music played, you could praise God without hearing popping in the sound getting in the way of your worshiping the Lord. You understand what I'm saying to you? And some of you don't, boy, let me tell you something. I ain't so stupid that I don't believe that I believe that everybody in my church like me, but you don't got what you want because most times you won't ask for it. Ain't no way I can have that. My wife trips on me. We ride around sometimes. I ride into this, uh, what's that place over there? Noah plays baseball, uh, wee ball, uh, Parker's Mill, and they've got houses. Oh, my God, they've got houses, you know, that if you ain't, you ain't securing yourself, you'll be like, I'm a failure. You look at these houses, you want to just go another way so your wife don't see them because you got to take them back to the house you got. You understand what I'm saying to you? And we rode around, and then one day me, her, and Maya was just in the car, and I said, we got a few minutes before we go get our order. Let's ride around where we're going to live one day. And what do we do? We begin to pick houses out. Maya said, I got that one. Miriam said, I got, I said, I've trained y'all well. I've got that one. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't believe nothing but it. Remember back in the day growth, we used to talk about the $300,000 house? And, and, you, and I'm going to be in that $300,000. You remember that? I'm, and, 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 and I live in $300,000 house. Can't afford it, but I got it. Don't, can't, can't, can't give you a good reason how I came up on it. But it's here. I might as well sleep in it. I trust God. Man, trust God. Don't you let Satan punk you out and tell you you need to keep, what you, what, 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 what you going to do when you keep it to yourself anyway? What, what, what you should have, what you should have sold into the kingdom, you probably just going to eat. What, what you sold into the kingdom, you just going to loan it to somebody that probably ain't going to pay you back. I want it all. I want everything God got for me. Amen. And that don't make me no prosperity preacher because I'm not. You understand what I'm saying to you? That, that don't make me some, 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 uh, uh, what do you call them? Bootleg. I'm not none of that. I just believe God. Lord, have mercy. Listen, let's get to this. So, so, so God is trying to teach you some principles so that you can become a disciple and not just someone who's always shouting and jumping around and screaming, you know, putting on a show. And then when, when trial comes your way, your faith, uh, 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 you know, to try your faith to see what sort it is, your faith has no credibility for faith without works is dead being alone. And, and one of the ways that credibility, this is in your notes, one, one of the ways that credibility is proven, and, and you want to catch this, but one of the ways that you can test credibility is accountability with finances. Yeah, what's, your first, what's your faith working with for real? How do you release your finances? See, 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 we have been taught so much deception that when we hear the truth, it don't make sense to us. It's, it's like people who are always shouting because they believe that, that, that if they give their tithe or offering, that all their debt one day is just going to magically disappear out of all the computers. And, and people get slain in the spirit behind that. Again, you only get slain because you're on the debt end. But if you stop shouting for a second and think about the person who owes you, you ever notice sometimes I sit back and say, God's about to do away with all your debt. And everybody lose their mind till they think about who owes you. See, then, then, then it begins to be a different picture. It's a different look. 
And so, so your mentality is geared toward getting over. And if you're not, and if you are not of a renewed spirit or renewed in your spirit and the spirit of your mind, you will pray that God will help you get over things that you need to overcome. And, and you'll end up being a church gigolo. And, and you'll never grow and have any and, and have everything that God has called you to because you'll go from here to there, then the next church, then the next church, same sort of game, just change scriptures. Verse number 32 says, and I'm reading from the NIV, and I'm reading from the NIV for a reason. And it says, every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. Every tenth animal, tithe, tithe means tenth, uh, that, that, that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. Number, verse number 33, no one may pick out of the good pick out the good from the bad or make any substitution. If anyone does make a substitution, both the animal and the substitute become holy and cannot be redeemed. God says, don't, don't just give me what you don't want. Hmm. Yeah, don't, don't reach down in your pocketbook. Don't reach down in your pocket and grab what's left after you've been spending all week. You were here brand new and all that, but you're going to give God what's left over. See, 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 because giving is about, this is in your notes, giving is about worship. You might want to note that. Giving is about worship, and particularly in the New Testament, is it, 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 it's because it begins to get in your attitude and your attitude about God. So at the point that you begin to just give anything, it just means that you don't care anything. You understand? Now understand, the widow gave a mite and impressed Jesus more than the rich people giving of their money. But the reason she, uh, she impressed Jesus was not on the strength of how small she gave. It was that it was all she had. And so percentage-wise, she had outgiven everyone. And, see, because God is a God of percentage. And, and even though she had given hypothetically a quarter or so, she had given 100%, and there was no way to outdo her. And the rich people were giving more than she was giving amount-wise, but it was not more to God. Watch this, because God looks at what you have and compares it to what you give and then determines your level of giving. <laughs> oh, Lord. He looks at what you have, then he looks at what you give, then he comes up on your level of giving. So for, catch this, I want you to catch this. So for someone to come down to the altar or come down when CJ was down here with the baskets and, and, and lay a $10 bill on the altar or in the basket, uh, it, it's really, it's truly a sacrifice to God. But for some of you in here, it was an insult to God. A amen. You, you should never, okay, y'all ready for this one? You should never come up to God's altar and act like something is a sacrifice when you know that it isn't a sacrifice at all. You, you, you might have done that in the past because you hadn't been taught. But now that you've been taught, when you move toward the altar, the altar is for a sacrifice. Are y'all listening to me today? 
The altar is for a sacrifice. Now, this is heavy for some of you that really don't do church. This is uh, heavy for some of you that come and go. This is heavy for some of you that, that come, but you really ain't there. You ain't really with us. You understand what I'm saying to you? The altar was meant for sacrifice, and I'm going to dwell on that just for a second, and, 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 and I'm going to tell you why. It, 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 the altar is for sacrifice, and it always was. There's no confusion about that. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, the altar was always for sacrifice. They shed blood on the altar, which was painful. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And so, so, so the altar was always for sacrifice. So, so, so let's not get, up with, uh, get caught up with doing things just to be doing them. It's got to mean something. It's, it's like, it's like you know, when your, your mother used to push you up to the prayer line, but you really didn't want to come to the prayer line, and it really didn't mean that much to you. And some of you are missing what you, what, 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 a real rich experience, but, but you aren't because you're not giving, watch this, and because you're not, you don't have a real understanding of what God has for you. I want to say this real quick. The altar was for sacrifice. That's why when you come to the altar, it should alter you. Listen, when you come to the altar, you're coming with your sin. And you're saying, I'm giving this sin over to you. And it should hurt. And the reason why it hurts is because sin had you encamped. It had you over, overwhelmed because you liked what was overwhelming you. That's the reason why you stay connected to sin for so long. Because it was good to your flesh. And it should hurt. Anybody ever walked away from something that wasn't good for them, but you liked it? It hurt. You ever, you ever, you ever, uh, you, you, ever, you ever just cried and cried and cried over losing somebody that was no good for you because it hurt because you wanted them. So anytime that you come to God and you begin to ask God to, 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 to give you the strength to be able to, to, to walk away from what's been oppressing you and overwhelming you, you understand what I'm saying to you? It should hurt. Greatest testimony that I ever heard towards my ministry. Uh, 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 Pastor Toll of Manowar Church called me one day and he was crying. And he said, I just had to tell you, I just had to share this with you. For when you feel like giving up, I want you to think about it. And I said, yes, sir, what's going on? And he said, we had a widow in the church and she had had a ring, her wedding ring. For 50 years she had been married and her husband had died. And she kept his wedding ring because it was, it was expensive, but, but it was dear to her heart because she had loved this man. She had been married to him for 50 years. And when I stood up and said, man of world, I want you to bless Grove Temple, she said, Pastor, I didn't have a lot of money. And one thing he would always say is give until it hurts. She said, I didn't have a lot of money, so I sold the ring. And this is for Pastor Lyons. Sacrifice. Some of you won't meet the 10%. Got 20% to give. Won't meet the 10%. Walk away after sowing 4% and still got an attitude. Sacrifice. You know why most of us ain't, ain't got no whole, whole lot of money? Because God understands you wouldn't do right by it anyway. 
and you ought to thank him that he don't have to have something else to hold against you on the day of judgment because you didn't do with your finances what you were supposed to do. If you find 50 cent on the ground, a nickel goes to the Lord. My spiritual father, Jeff, taught me once. This is crazy right here. I ain't got this down, but I, I tried one time. I said, mm-mm, that's just, just too deep for me. You know, but, 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 but I'm going, I'm, 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 you know, me and Miriam talked about it as we was, I've been working on this thing. And he said, he said, let me tell you something. This is what, this is what uh, my spiritual father, Jeff, Jeff Swain said. He said, if somebody gives me something and I didn't have to pay for it, I find out how much it was and then I give a tenth of what it was on the strength that God had blessed me with someone. If they buy me dinner, if they buy me lunch, if they give me a tool, if they whatever, I find out the worth of it. Then I sow my tithe a tenth of what that blessing was. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Sacrifice? You come down here and, and you put your tithe in the, in the basket and you put your offering and I love my church commitment and you put that in the offering and, 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 and you know you got more bills than you got money but, 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 but you refuse to be spooked because you're going to trust God and it hurts because you, you want to be scared because sometimes scared is comfortable because you know you know that emotion well, right? But, but, so, so, so you want to be scared but you can't and since you can't, it ain't the money that's got you tripping. It's the fact that you don't get to lay in, in fear the way you automatically normally would and, 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 and that is hurting that's why I say sometimes some people don't know how uh, to be okay they got to cause problems because they don't know how to be okay so sometimes you don't, you don't know how to not be in fear and that alone is ripping you when you come down here and you drop your offering you drop your tithe and you got more you got more bills and you got money but you trust God anyway that hurts sometimes because it's sacrifice. And people say things like, I ain't no way in the world I would pay my tithes before I would pay my bills. And, and you broke. Or you got stuff, but you're still unhappy. You done built a whole kingdom around you and can't smile from your spirit. The next question, why the 10%? I'm almost done. Why the 10%? What is it about the 10% that God likes? I mean, I mean, why didn't he say 30 or 50%? And, and, and there are other percentages that God talks about, and there is such a thing as doubling down on your tithes. I remember, I remember a couple of times uh, we were over at Growth, and we were teaching about tithing, and, and Sister Erica came up to me after church one day. It was a Bible study, in fact. And I come from a church where the young people who was in the 20s and 30s, they wanted to have Bible study twice a week. I'm in a church now that we can't get 20 people three, day, three Wednesdays in a row because they just too busy for the Lord. You understand? what I'm saying to you, but I remember a church where they wanted to have Bible study two times a week, and one night after Bible study, Erica walks up to me, and she says, and she's in church, and she says, I think I'm going to have to start giving more. God is convicting me to give more, and you don't really understand. Erica, you got to know Erica to understand for Erica to give more, because, you know, she, she's a dress in wonder. You know, you know she's, the nails is on fleek, the hair is done, you know, the eyes is done, everything's popping, and she says, hold on, though, I, I'm going to have to stop this, because God is, God is requiring more of me. Yeah, yeah. 
They tried to figure out why in that little small front we jumped from 40 to 105. And I ain't talking about counting the dog, baby. I'm talking about adults. 17 teenagers and 31 children it was because we had a church that did not play about the things of God and giving was not going to be the one thing that kept them out nor kept them from being blessed why why the 10th in fact, I remember we had a brother here who was going here, and he, uh, he, he came down to me, and he said, I'm getting ready to start my business, and the Lord told me to sow a seed uh, in, in, into you, Bishop. Not the church. He told me to sow a seed into you because I'm getting ready to start my business. You got an entrepreneurial spirit, and, and he told me to sow it into you. And he, this man gave me $500. And guess what? His, his business began to get apartment complexes and apartment complexes all over the city. And, and he was, I mean, just blowing up. And he was too much work for him to be able to handle. But the problem was he was connected to a, a wife that had a Jezebel spirit. <laughs> And, and because he didn't understand that, she, she, she was able to overwhelm the situation, and, and they're no longer with us. You understand what I'm saying to you? But, 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 but his, his, his business is still booming today on the strength of a seed that he sowed years ago. You see? Lord, have mercy. See, see, it's something between you and God as you provoke the Holy Spirit to move on your behalf because of your faith. Jesus said, according to your faith, so be it unto you. According to your faith. You, you know what according means? It means in proportion to, in harmony with, according to your faith, in proportion to your faith, so be it unto you. The 10%, get this, is minimum. Why 10%? The answer is 10 is symbolic of the whole. Ten is symbolic of the whole. Our numerical system teaches in groups of ten. In fact, if you can truly understand the numerical system, uh, uh, the highest you can ever count to is ten. If, if you can count to ten, watch this, you can count to a million because it's just a bunch of groups of tens. That, that whole principle is what algebra and everything is derived from, understanding the concept of ten. And, 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 and when you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. By the time that you say 11, you just went back to 1. So when you say 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, then you've just went back to 1 because the whole numerical system is based on 10. Now, now let me show you something weird, uh, a weird thing about the 10th. See, see, when you give the tithe, what you are really saying is, is not I'm giving 10%. No, you are saying, God, all of my money belongs to you. I just represent it with the tithe, with the tenth, because the tithe is symbolic of the whole. And, and are you understanding what I'm saying here to you today? This principle is so powerful that you got saved off this principle. Jesus died for your sins, amen? He rose from the dead on your behalf, amen? And he ascended on high and is seated on the right hand of, of, of the Father. Now watch this. He represents the whole body of Christ and that's why it says in Romans 6 and 5 when the Bible says for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his what also in Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 6 it says and raised us up together and made us sit together and where 
in Christ Jesus. And that's why it also says that I am accepted by the beloved. At the point that Jesus got in, we got in too. Because he is the tithe in which I represent the whole. And because I am in him, when the Father accepted him, he accepted me. And it's in him that I live, in him that I move, and it's him that I have my being. Do you understand? So when, so when you bring that tithe up and, and, and you give it to God, you are saying that all of my money is up under the umbrella of God's sovereign authority and rule. And, 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 and that's why the enemy can't get to your finances because you have brought it up under the covenant and the umbrella of the Holy Spirit. And this is a very important thing because when you bring it under the protection of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to spend all of your time watching it, worrying about it, stressing out, scheming, trying to fight for position, jockeying for position, doing whatever, sleeping your way to the top. Because you know that God has got your blessing covered and whatever God has for you is for you. And it's a very calming and peaceful thing. I called Norlisha one day and we were talking. You don't mind me sharing that, do you? And I said, uh, we were talking, and I said, and I was just running off numbers. We could already spend it all. We could already spend it all. We could already spend it all. And she said, we can't, we can't, we can't do that. We got to be crushed. I said, don't ever talk to me about that again. Don't ever. Don't, and I mean that for every person in this building. Don't you ever tell me what we can't do because of what we don't have again. Because if we've got God, if we've got God, watch this, and you do your part, Oh, God, can we underscore that? And you do your part. We're going to have everything we need. See, 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 see. The only time that you begin to tell me what we can't have. Uh, what, what, you remember, remember what Jesus said to Peter? Just after he told Peter, verses up, eight verses up, four, four to six, four to eight verses up, he said, you are, uh, 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 Peter, uh, 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 the earth has not given this to you. Uh, uh, what you learned, you had, he said, who am I? And Peter said, I'm the Christ. He said, oh, whoa, oh, oh, the world ain't gave it to you. In other words, he was saying, you, you've, been in, you've been in the presence of my father. But four, four to eight verses down, he told Peter, he told Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan. I don't want to have lunch with you today and then tonight I have to tell you, get behind me, Satan, because you don't believe. You see? And when you got this type of faith, you got to be careful because Satan wants to snuff you out. And watch this. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't the car wreck you got to worry about. It ain't the bullet that you got to worry about. It's the other stuff he'll send your way that you got to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CJ, be very careful, the Lord said. Be very, no, 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 watch it. Be very careful because the attacks that he's tried you with here lately didn't work. Uh, so that means that you're in a new level. And the old people used to say that when you reach a new level, you deal with new devils. Watch everything around you. Lord. When, 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 when it's a calming thing when you get to the point to where you just trust God. Amen. And, and you don't have to worry about the liars or the haters or the gossipers on the job because when God decides to bless you, guess what? He don't have to call a meeting. He don't need to ask nobody. He doesn't have to call the board together and have them vote if he's going to bless you or not. When God decides to bless you, he just blesses you. And watch this. When he blesses you, it stops the mouths of all your critics. 
You ever been blessed in such a way that your hater couldn't even say nothing? Let, let me tell you, maybe that's because you don't know you got haters. Let me tell you something. Next time that you get blessed and you share it with somebody and they go, mm, that's your hater, baby. You understand what I'm saying to you? Because when you shout for joy, everybody ought to shout for joy. When Devontae walk across that line, she, Kim shouldn't be the only one talking about my baby made it. He ain't got a bullet in his body. He ain't never got high. He ain't been in nobody's jail. And he ain't a gang member. All of unity ought to be standing up, jumping up and down, talking about our boy made it. Blessed folks ain't haters. Blessed folk love to see other people be blessed. I don't even mind you being blessed more than me. And I ain't got to connect because you got blessed. That means it's on the way for me. No, baby, it ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just going to shout on the strength of your blessing. Make this last point. I'm out in five minutes. I know. I promise we're going to get back to what we were, to our systems. But right now, systems is out the window. We need some revelation. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to get this. I want you to get this. And a part of that shutting your haters up is because you have a covenant with God that you have exercised by bringing your finances up under the control of the Holy Spirit. And you start operating on another realm because when you lift that tithe up to God, you are not just saying that the 10% is holy. You're saying the whole thing is holy. God just lets you get off with the 10%. And he says, watch this, catch this. If you'll, if you'll just bring the 10%, I'll bless you with the 90 because the 10%, watch this, represents the 90. The 90 is in the 10. Lord, have mercy. The 90 is in the 10. And, you, and, you've been, and when you bring it up under the umbrella of the Holy Spirit, you have opened yourself up to realms of blessings that are mind-boggling. That, that, that there are things that God has for you that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It hasn't entered into your heart the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But when you bring that tithe up under God's umbrella, you are saying, Lord, I am tired of operating in the earth realm. I want to operate in the supernatural. I, I want you to release to me the things that have been held up. See, you are only appointed to teach things that the Holy Spirit has proven in your own life. And he has proven in my life, I know what it is not to tithe. I know what it is to be saved, shouting, falling all over the church, talking about I can't afford to tithe. I'm just believing God. And as soon as I get out of debt, then I'm going to, and you still broke. I know what it feels like to have the car repossessed. Let me tell you something, baby. I, I, I know what it means to you live here, but you got to park the car two streets over and then walk the rest of the way home because I didn't want them to take it, but I didn't have the money to give them either. 
So, so, so I'm not knocking you. I understand. But what I, but I, but I was so glad when the Holy Spirit started teaching me the word, so I could start moving in faith, so I could get my finances out of jail. And I know that y'all really don't like me talking about money, but let me be clear about you. Let me tell you something. Seventy-eight percent of the people who's in prison is locked up on the strength of money. The major cause of divorce in this country is not over adultery; it's over money. What you find arguing, uh, people arguing about and killing one another about all the time, it's usually about money. And let me tell you something. If you could get in a flow, and I'm not talking about being rich. I'm talking about a flow. That's why they call it currency. You get it? Currency. If you could ever get in a flow, that's what currency does. It flows. If you could ever get in a flow where you could raise your mind over whether you can pay for lunch this week or not and, and get back to witnessing and operating in the Holy Spirit, we could actually get some people saved. I'm not going to worry about these finances. God's got that. Let me worry about the lost. I'm going to stop right here. We're going to finish this on our page. We're going to finish this on the page. We're going to finish a few of these teachings on the page. Because I'm not going to take up Sunday service with Bible study messages. But I have to give Bible study messages on Sunday because most folk don't show up on Wednesday. I want you to understand this. I want you to be very clear about this. I want, you to, I want you to really understand this. God looks at you not showing up on, on Bible study night. Any chance that you have a chance to learn his word, to get closer to him, and you don't show up, and you ain't working, and you ain't sick, and it ain't some type of emergency, God looks at you. I'm from the school. I'm from the school that my Gigi used to say, if you too sick to go to school, you, you too sick to do anything else. In the kingdom, the way that I believe is that if you can go to work, you can go to church. Because if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have work to go to. Oh, I knew it was going to be quiet because we only got about seven to come to Bible study on a, on a regular basis. And I want you to understand, God is not mocked. What you sow, you will reap. And some of you are, are trying to get in a place with God and you're trying to get some things from God and you don't understand why you don't feel the connection to God like you should. It's because you're not connected to God. You're connected to your job. You're connected to your boo, your bae, your husband, your wife. You're connected to your money. You're connected to all of these things, but you're not connected to God. And we ain't going to never be where we're supposed to be. Always having to patty cake people. Always having to patty cake people. Always having to, it's going to be okay. If, you, if you've been in God for over a year and you don't know it's going to be okay by now, then maybe you are not my assignment. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? I, 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 be, I, be, I be moving. From, uh-uh, no you ain't. Uh-uh, no you ain't. You used to hem me up. Pastor Gross said, get, Pastor Gross pulled me to the side one day. She said, get away from them spiritual vampires. They ain't got nothing to sow into you, but they want to dump everything they're going through on you. I, you see me now, you call me Pastor Matrix. I, mm -mm, here it come. Oh, no. I feel good today. You're not going to depress me with that. And then if I call you, you don't answer. 
If I fall, you're the, quick, you're the first one to dog me out. The devil is a lie. This church right here and everybody in it. Everybody in it. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. Just about everybody in this church has been here for close to a year or longer. You should be operating in the supernatural. There is no excuse. I say that confidently. There is no excuse for you to not be operating in the supernatural. I ain't said you had to be rich. I ain't said you had to be balling out of control. I said, but you ought to be able to look at your problems and tell your problems where they put your problems where they belong. And when you are in a position where you go to church every Sunday, you understand what I'm saying to you? And it's a Bible-based church that teaches the word and the power of God. How is it that the enemy is continuously having victory over your life? It ain't the church's fault. It's not the church's fault. It's not the pastor's fault. You understand what I'm saying? To you? It's not the pastor. No, 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 no. How? If if the cables ain't on the battery, it can't charge. It can't charge. You got to stay connected. Not connected to me. To the source. To the source. Listen, it's late in the hour. It's late in the hour. I want to pray for you, pray with you. Amen. I know all special needs. I know all. I know all special needs. They kept me up last night. We were discussing things that didn't make no sense to discuss because, because, because people outside of us was going through it. And when you're called to this thing as, as true shepherds of God, watch this, we don't get a lot of us time. We don't get a lot of us time. It was, it was not too long ago I, I took this beautiful thing out to, to, to dinner and I began to, I'm sorry, Nick, you're, you're the prettiest thing. If every other thing looked like you, baby, they'd be proud to be things. I... I took her out to dinner and I said, this is, we're going to take them to this date night. We're going to date. Told the waitress our drink orders. And I began to talk about church. And she sat there. And I began to talk about people in the church. And I ain't talking about, like, talking about you bad. I'm talking about why we need to pray. My beautiful God-fearing lady who wakes up every morning speaking in tongues. She said, I, I don't want you to be mad at me. But tonight, I don't want to have dinner with the pastor. I'd just like to have dinner with my husband. And baby, you've been teaching these people for years. Watch this. Despite where you've been, despite where you found yourself at times, Despite how wrong you were while you've been teaching, you've been teaching them right for years. And if they ain't got it by now, that's why we ain't been talking about sin. Y'all notice that here lately? We ain't been talking a whole lot about sin all last month. We ain't been talking about sin. Because we taught you how to stay away from sin. We taught you that. We ain't going to keep talking about money. Because you know what you're supposed to do. You know what you're supposed to do. Some of you would be so much further ahead 
on your every endeavor if you was honest to God, especially concerning your giving. If you find 50 cent on the ground, a nickel goes to the Lord. You come to church every Sunday because you, you want to be better spiritually, right? You want to be better spiritually. You want, you know, just like you want insurance for your car, you want kingdom assurance for your life. And I got a question for every soul in this building. If, if, if you know you hearing the right thing, why won't you do it? Paul said, the elementary things of Jesus. Why do we find ourselves constantly nailing him to the cross? Because we won't get our, we won't get ourselves together.